You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. This is When Christians Beat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Reverend Ray. We are broadcasting, amen, live today, amen, on Friday Night Joy. I pray that everybody can hear me because I can't hear myself, but it's all good. Um, so we're about to get started in a few minutes. I want to uh, let you know that um, we do this every every Friday, man. Amen. Uh, God blessed us to come on and open in a tape and uh, to come to you with some word of wisdom. And not just on Fridays, we have some awesome um, speakers and um, preachers of the gospel that God has blessed to be a part of this ministry that um um we more or less do the same thing. So it's 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 a good day. <laughs> it's good, amen. Um let's go ahead and open up in the word of prayer and then we'll go ahead and read some things for you, okay? Father God, we come in the name of Jesus that you will come today and bless this ministry, God. We pray, God, that everything that you have given us, God, that it may work according to the way that you have set it up, God, whatever it may be. God, every equipment, the mics, the studio, work according the way it's supposed to work. So that your word, not mine, but your word will go forth. We thank you again for then um, this day. For truly, this is the day that you have made. You have brought us a mighty long way, Lord Jesus. You have kept us through some storms. You have restored some things. You have saved us, Lord Jesus. We are grateful. We do continue to give you the prayer. In Christ's name, amen and amen. So again, I want to welcome you to the broadcast. It's Friday Night Joy. I'm Reverend Ray. Amen. Uh, our topic tonight, we're going to continue on um, the forgiven. This is part three. Amen. We did forgiven one and two over the last couple of Saturday, I mean Fridays and, and Sunday. But the first one, didn't rec- it recorded, but there was a huge gap. So I did go back and edit it out, and I want to encourage you to go, go back and listen to The Forgiven, part one and part two. Amen. But um, we're going to go ahead and read a couple of scriptures, and we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into the word. Amen. Amen. We'll do the um, the announcements um, later. But one specific, don't forget about Reverend Curtis, on, on um, this coming Monday. Monday. Amen. Not Reverend Curtis. Okay. Um Evangelist Lewis McElwain on this coming Monday, amen, we'll have a broadcast, amen, we're excited about him and what God is doing with the broadcast. He will have a special guest, and I'm probably going to get a name wrong, I think it's Timra Wright will be with him on the um, adoration, so we are excited about that. Amen. Uh, Don't forget also Sunday is the, um, the married couples, amen. Um, they will be with us um, this Sunday coming up here, man. Thank you for Mad Takeover, Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika. Amen. So let's go ahead and get started with a read a couple of the scriptures and then we can get into the main scripture we want to look at tonight. It says this is coming out of first John chapter 
uh, 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay? The topic is the forgiven. The reason I say that, like I said in the first two, that we are forgiven. You know, but there's a there's a there's a part of that we need to do that we need to do our part and that's the confession. You know? That's the confession in Romans chapter ten, verse nine. Here it is right here. He said that that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be thou shalt be saved. You know, you know, thou shalt be saved. Nothing was all for you and for me, or for those that are unbelieving. There is hope for you yet, even though you might not feel like it. There's hope for us, even though you might be going through some things. Okay, we might be going through some things. You know, we say if we confess our sins, He is faithful and and just. God is the only one that can forgive our sins. Can't nobody else do it. Or exonerate us of our sins. The Pope can't do it. Sorry, <laughs> only Christ. That was the whole purpose of going to the cross. You know, He did that, but even before the ministry. Let me see if I can find a couple, couple here. Amen. Amen. I want to. Let me see. Let me see. Um, amen. He He did that before when they they was letting the young man. I think I talked about that last week. That when they were letting the man through. On the 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 roof because the place was so 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 crowded. He said, "Hey, your sins are forgiven." You know, he he was part of their forgiven, the forgiven. You know what I mean? Amen. Let's say, uh, let's go to um um. Uh, no, I think I did that already. I want to go do something else. You know. Uh, let's do. Um, I want to look at real quick um, James chapter five verse sixteen. Then we're gonna probably go to Acts twenty six verses twelve through eighteen. It says that if we confess your faults one to another and pray for one one another that he may be healed, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avail as much. And much. Okay, then not only we uh, confess our sins, you know. But we should be able to confess to one another. I should be able to tell you, hey, man, this is something's really bothering me. Yeah, you know, I messed up and everything. And you should be able to, or I, in my case, we both should be able to encourage together in the Lord our God, each other in the Lord our God, and know that Jesus Christ has already paid the price for that, okay? And know that he, did already, he knew the days and the times that we would want to give up or give in and make a mistake and fall down. But for every time that we fall down, he's always been there to pick us up. Amen. I want to read, um, and this probably will be focusing on um, Acts chapter 26, verse 12. It said, when uh, upon I, as I went to the, this master with authority and commission from the chief priest, and this is Paul that's talking. He said at midday, okay, he's talking to um he's talking to the king of the times. Okay, he said, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining all around me and them which journeyed with me. And when when we were all fallen to the earth I heard a voice speaking to the, to me saying in Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. 
And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. But rise and stand upon their feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness, a, a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things which thou will appear unto thee. said that, Delivering thee from the people from the and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and turn them from darkness and turn them from darkness to, to light and from the power of Satan unto, unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which was sanctified by faith that is in me. And this is a, he's given um, Saul his mountain instruction to go to the Gentiles, you know. As much instructed, go to the Gentiles and tell them about Jesus Christ. Tell them that their sins are forgiven. See, you know, um, for probably for many, many years, thousands, many years before they, they, they probably most of the Jews probably thought that Jesus was coming just to forgive the Jews. You know, those you know that were born a Jew. But he came to forgive the sins of the whole world. Okay. That begin the sins of the whole world, but again, like I said earlier, there's a part we have to confess. We have to confess our sins. You know, we have to confess our sins, and then He's the one that's willing to forgive. Now, once He does that, that's the part one know we'll be getting to that today. We can't mess around and keep doing the same thing over and over, and we so same sin over and over again, because then we make the death of Jesus Christ another not another involved, another fact. It's like well. He's forgiven me, but I'm going to take advantage because I know he's forgiven That's a, In other words, because Christ has forgiven us of sins, and we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, we don't want to make a mockery of him by keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you know. You know, when Jesus says that I forgive you, that means that we, or we said that we are saved. That means we've been changed. We've been converted. You know, we didn't turn around, okay? And, and the only one that can take those things in us that we maybe still want to do is just right. We can't do it in ourselves. We can't. Okay. But I'm talking about the desire to keep on doing the same thing over and over and over. And some people are like that, you know, they, they fornicated some, not, you know, call this name a few, whatever, adulteries, whatever you want to, they keep doing the same sin over and over. And God is not pleased with that, you know, God's not pleased with that because of the price that was paid for on the cross with the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't we want the blood of Jesus Christ to be in full of that. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about the forgiven. You know. Yes. But now I've already mentioned one part of that that has to come into play. That that's the confession. The other part, we need to um become the new man or the new woman. He said that we are. We have to we have to become the peculiar treasure. Or the the priests or the priestess that he said we are. How do we do that? We do that through sanctification. That's not done on our own. You can't make yourself stop doing things and all that kind of stuff. But because of the blood of Jesus and because of the Holy Ghost, I can now. It's the Holy Holy Ghost that's going to take those things away from me. It's the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God that's going to sanctify me from things that I know I shouldn't do, but I do anyway. <laughs> you know, Paul said, "I'm a wretched man." It's him, not us. Otherwise, that makes us that we become danger of becoming self-righteous. We are forgiven, but we keep, can't continue down the path of destruction. We're forgiven, you know. We accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and everything, 
But now that that's that was the first part, then there's more to it and more things that got to take place. That's a sanctification process that has to take place in our life. You know, we should not be the same we were when we first got saved. Shouldn't be the same, man. There should be some growth, you know. There should be some seeds that have been planted that's blooming, you know, and stuff like that. You know, we shouldn't lie like we used to, you know, and lie, let me take it back, lie as much as we did before. We shouldn't lie at all, but you know, some people have to go through a, a, a process. You know, I know people for a fact that even if they got saved, they continued to smoke. They couldn't stop. God had to deliver them from it. They had to take the taste out of their mouth. Forgiven, okay, but going through the next stages of being forgiven. Knowing that you're forgiven is a good thing, you know, but acting on the forgiveness is something entirely different. Acting on the forgiveness is something entirely different. Well, how do you act on forgiveness? You act on the, the forgiveness that he's given you by loving him, by being obedient to him. And he will begin to remove those obstacles and snares that's in our life, y'all. Only he can do it. No one can do it. You know, you can do it for a time, you know, maybe, you know. <laughs> A season, maybe some people have very strong will, but it's God that does it, man. He's the one that sanctifies through it. He, his part is to let us know rather than, hey, look, I, I have forgiven you. You know, one of the things I realized I was thinking about this earlier we are our own worst enemy because we're the ones that usually beat ourselves up the most when we do something wrong. There are enough people going to do it. People are going to always be quick to judge, just throw th- thrones at you, and be ready to put you on a cross in a heartbeat <laughs> already. But then you got to add yourself to that list, too. So you're up there throwing thrones and crucify me. Talk about your own self, you know. And God is looking at all of that and say, hey, look, I'm, you're forgiven. My son prayed the price already. You messed up. Yeah, you did. You can't take away what you did. And in some cases, there's a, there are consequences to our actions of, of things that we do. There are consequences of them because they're con- they're contrary to the will and the purpose of God. Amen. They're contrary to the will and the purpose of God. It says, uh, he th- and he said, to, he, he said, go into the Gentiles until now whom I send thee to open their eyes, to turn them from that he's given him an evangelistic approach and saying, look, go, in modern instruction. He said, now, okay, now that I since I've appeared to you, I ain't with what I liked about this particular scripture. Jesus is telling Saul that his name has been changed to Paul. I, I didn't just come to you just for nothing. I'm coming to you with a purpose. You know, I'm coming to you with a purpose that you would go. You know, and you would share the gospel. You know, I'm, I'm, I did all of this. Yeah, you get the benefit of being healed, you know, of counseling. You get the benefit of being delivered from drugs and prostitution and, and um, being a daughter. You get the benefit of all of that, but I'm doing that. There's a, there's a plan because I'm going to take all that you've gone through and I'm going to use it to minister to somebody else, okay? I'm using it to, to open up some eyes that have been closed or to knock down some doors that have been locked for a very long time. I'm going to use that, amen, um, to to bring um, light into places that were darkness. And because I couldn't, I mean, not that I couldn't, but I want to use you to do it. And we have to be willing. Being forgiven, being part of the forgiven means that we're willing now to go forth with what Christ has called us to do it. 
but we're doing it out of love. We're doing it because he loved me unconditionally. We're doing it because it's our desire, like his desires, you know, um, for no man or woman to perish. That's why we're doing it. We're doing it because we know that he's coming back, just like God didn't, doesn't want God didn't really, God, God didn't make um, hell uh, for man. Okay, so we're doing it to prevent people from going in that direction. We're doing it to um, give them a, a different um, outlook or a different way of thinking, a, a more excellent way <laughs> of, of, of doing this thing. That's why we're doing it. We're doing it for those purposes. Okay? He said that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith in it. So in other words, they not only receive forgiveness in, but they can receive their inheritance. Do you know what that means? You know, I was not born, and I born a Jew. In fact, my mother and father, when you go back many years ago, well, probably have got people, even today they got people in Africa, did a DNA test, might not have people in Africa, that kind of thing. But I wasn't born a Jew, you know. I wasn't born a Jew and everything, but but now because of I've been grafted and in, into the Judaism. Now there are some um, Jews that are, that happen to be of dark skin. We're not going to mix that out, okay? All right, but they have been grafted. We have been grafted into the seed of Abraham. We have been grafted into the promises. Now we're different. We we his peculiar treasure. We're the apple of his eye, man. You know everything about it is different. So we can't be. We we have to be in the place we be in the world, but not of the world. You understand? Okay, we have to be like that. That God, that God may receive <coughs> forgiveness of sins. I mean, I'm sorry, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. I'm going to read um, this other scripture. Amen. It talks about this. It's coming out of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4. It says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the earth, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself. That's what we were talking about earlier. We've been predestinated into the adoption of the church of Jesus Christ himself. Do, did this, do this because he had to. He did this because he wanted to. This was his will. The scripture talks about, that he said, that it's not my will that any man should perish. You know? Anyone should perish. And this is his will. That he, the, uh, the, the uh, what's the scripture? This lost man. He, the will, let him come on to end. You know? I mean, that. he said, the, uh, let me read five again. It says, having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. <laughs> so the praise of the glory of his grace, when he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the richness of his grace. Not only uh, the, the glory of his, great, his grace, but the richness of his grace. In other words, there's some benefits of this, you know, on, uh, of it too, you know. To the praise, now look, check, check out verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his, his grace. To the praise of the glory of his grace. Wow. Wow. We're forgiven. We are. We are the forgiven. 
No, and and once that's something, no matter what people do, no matter what the courts do, no matter what our family do, no matter even what we do, no one can take that from us because God did that. And when he does the thing, it is good. <laughs> yeah, he did the thing. That's what Jesus um, said on the cross. He said, it is finished. He does it. It is good and it's finished. There's no need to go back and redo it. No, there's no, oh, I, I forget. You know, that's how the glory of God is. You don't need to go back and add nothing to it. We shouldn't be adding nothing to it or trying to fix it or <laughs> uh, or try to do it our way because it's already been done. The plan of salvation has already been laid out for us. It's already completed. There's no need for us to do anything else. All we got to do, our task is going to say, yes, Lord. Our task is to say, Lord, I confess. You know, I confess. You know, those are our things that we're supposed to be doing. But it's already done. When he said it is finished, he wasn't just talking about dying on the cross. He talked about everything that God had put in place, the Father had put in place. He told the Father, he said, everything I've done, I've done according to you, do what you want me to do. I didn't do anything outside of your will. I didn't do anything outside of your will. You know, isn't that amazing that even on the cross, thousands of thousands of years ago, Christ thought about us. He thought about you and he thought about me. He thought that, you know what, they're going to mess up. Yeah, they're going to, because that's their flesh. That flesh they're warring against flesh and blood, you know, and that can be a heavy, but they're going to mess up. But I want them to know that they are forgiven. And I want them to allow anybody to beat them up because they, they messed up and everything. Yeah, there might be consequences and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. But guess what? He said, I've blotted it out of, I, I blotted it out of my eye. You know, I don't want them. Because people can make you feel worse than what you, you, you feel about it. They throw, like I said before, they throw you in the, the bus and then roll on top of you with the bus back and forth and everything until you confess to them, not God, but to them. And then once you confess to them, it still ain't enough. But thank God our God is God of grace. It said that. It says that. You know, um, thank God, what is it? Um, the verse 6 in Ephesians 1, it says that to the praise of the glory of his grace, one he has made us accepted in the beloved. We are accepted in the beloved. For some in whom, whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, the forgiveness of, of sins according to the riches of his grace. His riches of his grace. Nobody has grace like God. Nobody has grace like Jesus Christ. No one even compare. People talk about they have grace or they understand. They do it for a little bit until they just get tired. It's like, you know what? I can't help you. You're on your own now, man. I've done as much as I can and stuff. So, you know, we don't, we don't, we, 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 we like that. You know, we do what we can for a little bit and then we get frustrated and we like, okay, you got to go. Time for you to get out of here. I can't, you know, but Jesus is not like that. You know, he said, behold, and he said, Behold, I stand in the door knocking. If any man will let me come in, I will be with them and sit with them and all that. You know, that's what he wants to do. You know, but most, some of us, man, we stop knock, knocking after the first knock, first two knocks. Oh, okay, I guess anybody home, I'm out of here. <laughs> I got things to do and places to go. Thank God for grace. Yeah, thank God for grace, man. I'm telling you, the new grace, the new mercies that he's given us. 
daily. It's not it's not a like a one time done and deal. It's daily. It's daily. You know, being part of the forgiving of the promise of God means that there, there again that there is purpose for our life. There's a place that He's leading us to. Amen. Uh, do I have time for one more? I think I got time for um, Colossians. Yeah, let's read this one. This is uh, the Colossians verse, chapter 1, okay, verses 9. It says, For this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you. This is Paul talking to the Colossians. He said, We don't cease to pray. And that's how we should be for one another. We should be continually praying for one another, okay, because the enemy is, is, is trying to take some of us out. With all he got. Now, it might not be your season that he's coming at you. You might be having a season where it's quiet and it's peace and everything is going hunky dory and preacher king, but you live long enough, not the enemy, and you live long enough and, 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 and you be obedient to the call of God. He's coming for you. He ain't giving you no break. No. He don't care nothing about you to do on vacation. <laughs> he's coming for you too. Okay, so that's why we need to be praying for one another. Look, brother, you're going through something. I'm praying for you. I'm not going through anything right now, but I don't know that that, that by and by the next second that might change. So I'm gonna pray for you right now, and then when I'm going through, don't forget that you pray for me too. In fact, let's pray for each other for that which is what we going through and what we're, what we're about to go through and what we've been through. That covers all of it because at some point we're gonna go through it. You know, trials and tri- tribulation and temptations are going to come our way. Jesus said that in this world, we're going to always have trouble. We're going to always, if they have trouble, listen, if they persecuted Jesus, you don't think they're going to persecute us too? You know, you don't think they're going to come after your name and you don't think they're going to come after your honor and come after your belief in God and what you say you believe in, even come after the fact that you have been forgiven. They're coming after you. They don't have no respect to a person. I don't respect the prison. Okay. Amen. It says, for this cause, oh, Colossians chapter 1, verses 9, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you may be filled with the, the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in knowledge of increasing in the knowledge of God. How do you do that? Because you're walking in the forgiveness. You're walking in the love of God that that forgave you, the love of Jesus Christ that died for you, the love of Jesus Christ that said, "I'm coming back one day." He said, "I'm the." He look. He loved us so much, in, knowing that He had forgiven us. But he said, "I don't want to leave you comfortless. You know, I'm going to send some some send someone back that's going to be your encourager. You know, that's going to bring." those things that's in, in darkness to the light. I'm going to send my back and stuff that, that's going to fill you in, that's going to be on the inside of you, you know, that you be able to trust, you know, and to lean on and everything and everything. And, and you be able to get directions or instructions from, instructions from, you know, and, um, and, 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 it, and the possibility of increasing your knowledge. Come on, y'all. Increasing your knowledge and wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 11 says, strengthen with all might according to his glory, glorious power, to all patience, long-suffering, with joyfulness. Everything we're doing, y'all. Yeah, sometimes we don't feel joyful, but even then it's still with joyfulness because we are forgiven. We should be good. Like, Lord God, I thank you for forgiving me. 
but not and not leaving me on the side of the road because he just could have, you know, not leaving me on the side of the road like some of my friends do and giving up and saying, look, we can't help him. But God, you not only forgave me, but you took me into your bosom. You took me into your arm, you know. You began to brush me off and everything. You, uh, for all the dirt in the mind, you began to wash me whole inside out and outside, outside in and everything. You looked at me and you, you saw the, the needs and the hurts and the pains and everything that I've given, I've been through, and you decided that, you know what, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to oppress you and everything like that because I have just like you do with Paul. Saul, Paul, I got work for you to do to go to some Gentiles or go to some people that you never met a day in your life that you might speak life unto them, that you might let them know that they've been forgiven. He did that, y'all. To a point when sometimes if we got to grab hold of our but sometimes I have to go back and look at me from a whole different perspective. Like, Lord Jesus, I know that you're working it and, and things out and for my favor, but help me to rest as you work things out in my favor. Help me to rest, God. Help me to be a peace and not to try to work it, to fix things on myself, but let me be a peace and just let go and let you, let God, you know, let go and let God, okay? He said, giving thanks, 12 says, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. God made us to be inheritors of the saints, y'all, you know, all because Jesus said, I will. All because Jesus said, I, I will forgive them. Because Jesus was willing to die on the cross for the sins of the whole world. Then some people take that to the next level and they they figure that nothing else has to do because I've already been forgiven. So I can, uh-uh. There's, there's other uh, parts that need to take place in your life. Don't get it twisted. Don't begin to listen to some of these people like, well, Jesus, you've been forgiven, so you already saved. In fact, the whole world is saved. For Jesus forgave the whole world. No, it don't work that way. You know, there has to be some confession to come on uh, and from your part, okay? There has to be some confession. There has to be a, you have a part to play. You have a part to play. Amen. So who have delivered us from the power of darkness, and have translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So we've been translated, y'all. We ain't the same. We've been translated. Once the, 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 we understand the forgiveness of what Jesus has done for us, and once we begin to receive the, the, the gifting of the Holy Ghost, that's what it is and everything. I know some of us say Holy Spirit, but for tonight I'm going to say Holy Ghost. But once we get the gifting of the Holy Ghost, you know, and he began to to move within us and stuff like that. We have been translated. Okay? We have been changed. Okay? <laughs> we are not the same. In fact, some of us get to the point that we don't even want to hang around the same people anymore. Our friends and list change and stuff like that. You know, we don't go out to the clubbing and all those different things. Yeah, so now all of us are. Okay? But we give those things begin to be sanctified from us. You know? Because we have more of a desire to seek after him than we do to seek after those things of the world, okay? Those things of the world. It says, even the forgiveness of sins who, okay, verse 14, and whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, 
The blood of Jesus Christ that washes away all those things. Washes away. And I don't know, he took when um when, when the church of Israel was in Egypt and um uh, and uh, Moses was putting it. Uh, God was talking tell, talking to Moses. He told Moses, "When I see the blood, I'll pass over." Hallelujah. When I see the blood, I'll pass it. They were putting them on the door. So that when the angel of death came in and they saw the, the blood on the doorpost, they left. You know, if, but if no door on, on blood on the doorpost, they came in and death did this what it was supposed to do. But when I see the blood, I'll pass over, y'all. I'll pass over. Mm-mm-mm. We want that blood uh, in our life, in our souls, you know, and stuff like that. We want all of that that God has promised us. So when those things come, it doesn't mean that uh, bad things won't happen to good people. Uh, and and, and that, that doesn't mean, it don't mean that you won't have try, but your perspective of looking at it is totally different than somebody that don't have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you know. You know, we we don't have to get into a panic attack because someone tell me, well, you got two weeks to live and everything. We you know, we be like we were like Joe, bless God, <laughs> for the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, you know, well, you know. We get to a point like, hey, look, like that Hebrew roars, like it it be be okay if he come and get us, it's okay. And if he don't, it's still okay. But we're gonna still serve God. We know to be absent from the body to be Pressing with the Lord, we know that already. Okay, so that, 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 therefore, for us, death shouldn't have any more of a sting in it. You know, graves shouldn't have any more of a victory, a, a, a victory in it because we know the price that has already been paid. Paid. You know, we know the price that's already been paid. Our only task is to be obedient to the will of Him, to walk in the statutes of Jesus Christ, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. You know. To be obedient to him, you know. That's our task, you know, to go into all the word and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> it's like they go to some of us are called to even more Gentile like they some of us are called to preach the gospel to Muslims, you know, or to Hindus or, or countries that don't have <coughs> any kind of religion, don't want any kind of religion. Some of us have to stand before governments and everything and declare the wondrous works of the Lord. That's what he's called us to do. Some of us have to go and stand on a street corner and and, and, and lift up our voice like a trumpet and declare the wondrous works. Some of us have to do those things. We've been called to do the, man, those things. Only a few of us have been called just to be hanging around in the church. Your true ministry is good in the church, you know, that you're on the usher board and digging, but true sound ministry is really a Effective, y'all, when it goes outside those doors, you know, when you go to work and your lifestyle and everything about it represents Jesus Christ. And sometimes I'm telling someone this week, and sometimes we ain't got to say a word. All we got to do is just live the lifestyle of Jesus, live the lifestyle He shows. And when the kind of time comes, He'll give us what to say. We will open up the mouth and be like, "Well, all these words are coming from all this spiritual knowledge. They ain't coming from us." You be like, "No, this is all God." For such a time as this, that I need to be at this bus stop at this particular time because normally I don't come this time. This time I go a little early and stuff, but I was running late because, for whatever reason. But I'm here now for purpose to speak life into this person, whoever you are, that might be at the bus stop, you know, 
<laughs> they might be at the grocery store and everything. You know, God uses us anywhere, anytime. And the availability, so we can say, yes, Lord. And know that, okay, God has sent me to speak or God has sent me to bless someone, you know, and everything. Whatever you send for me to do, I'm willing. Why? Because I've been, if I've been forgiven, I'm grateful. And, and if I'm grateful, I'm willing. I'm going to be obedient. I don't want to do anything but displease him, you know, like, or for, the, for him to take his voice away or take the Holy Spirit. I, God, I want you to be in my life full and, and in fact. You know, I don't want to be just on Monday, on Sunday shouting hallelujah, and then on Monday cussing somebody out. Don't want to do that. No. <laughs> don't want to be do that. But if you see me on Sunday, I'm the same if you see me on Monday because the Holy Spirit has delivered you and delivered me and brought me a mighty long way because I've been forgiven. And that same fire that was on Sunday will last me to Sunday to Sunday, morning to morning, night to night. You know, that same fire, that same Holy Ghost will wake me up with dreams and visions of his purpose and make me realize, you know what, God, son, I love you. Yeah, I know there was times that you didn't love yourself, but I love you love you. So, daughter, I want you to know that I'm right here by your side. I know that everybody has given up on you and things might not look the way you want to look, but I'm right here by your side now. Now. Okay. Now. Where was that? In verse 14, um, Colossians verses 1. Okay, it says, uh, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even forgiveness of sin, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him we all were, for by him were all things created that are in. You talking about Jesus? All things created that are in the heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, or or things where all things were created by him, for him, all things, all things. I was talking to somebody else about that, that all thing. We were talking about it the other day. For him. And he, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him shall be all fullness dwell. And having made, and having made peace, through the blood of his of his cross, and by by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say whether they be things in the earth or things in the heaven, and that and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked work, yeah we were <laughs> yet now have have he reconciled he now have he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. <laughs> because of Jesus Christ, you know, and he not only forgave us, okay, but he made us unblameable, okay, um, um, and he made us holy, okay, and unreprovable, I'm saying that wrong, unreprovable, okay, in his sight. And everybody else will say we still the wretched we were when we was hanging out doing twenty years ago and they say, Oh, he ain't gonna be nothing, never be nothing. You know, womanizing and doing everything else, pimping, you know, you know, drugging, doing everything we want. 
person. They'll say they still see the same person, but in God's sight, He sees a change. You know, He see He sees someone that's been redeemed. The Bible says, "Let the redeemed of the Lord say." So He sees some that've been redeemed and saying that, "Hey, I've been redeemed here. <laughs> I've been redeemed." Okay. Um, I want to see if I can. No, I'm not gonna be able to finish all this, but um, we'll do this when we come back. Okay. But all things, man. Christ, all things. You know, whatever you you are facing in your life, whatever you may be dealing with in your life, where I don't care what part of the world you may be in, and all, it doesn't matter, man. You, you might be there. There are Christians right now that are being persecuted um, in Egypt and and um, Africa. They're being persecuted because of what they believe. Yeah, you know, they're being persecuted, y'all. Persecuted all across the world, China, you know, locking Christians up, you know, putting up uh, 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 restricting on churches and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Persecuted, even here in the United States, persecution is going on. Maybe not to the effect that it's been taking place in all the other countries, but it's it's really an effect, you know. And I'm not talking about the type of persecution that you bring on yourself. Because you become self-righteous and decide that one thing is more greater than the other and all that kind of stuff. And then people are calling you out on it because you're talking about homosexual or abortion, but you're not talking about the, the sin that's in the camp, okay? You're not talking about the, the adultery and the fornication that's going on behind closed doors in the body of Christ, Okay, but persecution to the point when you're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ for someone to be saved, and you're being person righteous, righteous persecution. Okay, you know that you have in church and 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 you singing songs and you doing those things that God is calling you to do, not afraid that whether you live today or die tomorrow, but you want to declare the wondrous works of that kind of thing. You know, righteous persecution. But you know, but I'm just saying. Don't send me no message saying, hey, you know, whatever. It's, I'm just saying, you know, you know, in my in the way I look at it, in the way I, when I read the scripture, the sin is sin. <laughs> and the Bible says all have fall, sin and fallen short of the glory of God. Sin is sin, you know, and it will still land you in deep water as far as sin, from the great to the small, from the rich to the poor, you know. But the thing that we have to remember, all that to be saying, that, hey, we've been forgiven. That's a, we talked about it. Go back and listen to this again. We've been forgiven, y'all. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to say this in closing. Another part of that, of being forgiven, that we have to be able to forgive others too. You know, whether they did something to you or they did something you thought they shouldn't do, you know, that be, you can't put them on the cross. We can't put them on the cross. As believers, talking to the believers now, we cannot put them on the cross. We just can't. That's not God's way. The, the cross has already been done. It's already been done, and it was done one time <laughs> for the redemption of man. The cross is already done. None of us have a right to put anybody on the cross. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't talk with them, you can't minister, you know, you bring, can't, can't bring correction. You should be able to, but it's different when you start putting them on the cross and nailing them to the cross and saying that you got to die, you know. But sometimes we say uh, we forget about the forgiving others to the point where that when someone do someone we want to want to that on a we want them to die but we want them uh, and the process was slow for painful we want, we want them to die we want them to die real slow and in pain we want them to die real slow and in pain you know and crying out and suffering where's God in that Mm-mm. not my God 
Mm-mm. And we just read a few minutes ago to talk about how he's full of grace and he's full of mercy and everything. And, uh, and he's willing to forgive you and everything. All you do got to do is go back to what we said in First John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Nowhere in it has said the man would forgive you. You know, but, but in most cases, we want to get validated by man. You know, we want to get validation by man. Oh, because he's this and he's in a bishop and he's an apostle. And I want him to know, you know, if he's doing what God he said, look, I, he'll tell you point blank. I had this brother like, man, I can't come up against you because I know what I've done before in my past too. But we can pray together and I can, and I can hold you. Hey, here's a key word. I can hold and be the brothers talked about it on Sunday. I can, let's, let's have some accountability with each other, you know, to be, be accountable for each other. You be accountable for me and I'll be accountable for you. And then if you need to call me and we get into right there, right now in prayer, we can do that, you know, so that you don't go fall back into the trap again. Okay. And even with all of that, even with all of that, y'all, that's done through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to end here because I, I got to do the announcements again. And but I want to let you know, man. Look, y'all, we forgive you. We were. This is part three of a series. I, only, I didn't. I tried to go back and listen to other two, and I listened to part of it. You know, but I think we were dealing with some earlier scriptures and that kind of thing. Go back and listen to them. Of course, share. Look, when I'm asking you to share, let me put this out there. When I'm asking you to share the, this audio or and I'm not asking you to, to share because of we could get fame and on on when Christmas beat talk radio. Well, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm still asking to share because the word, this word, you know, it's not my word. Because if I had my choice, I wouldn't even be here tonight. Okay, I thought about it earlier. I said I wanted to put in a trade, but got convicted, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> you know, so that look, I I don't consider myself no person that's um, have great language and. I don't consider my person that know the Bible inside out. I don't do well with quoting scriptures just like that. In fact, if you listen to, sometimes I even stumble um, um, uh, because of the stroke, and, and I, I just stumble. I mix words up, but I love God and I love the people of God. I love God and I love the people of God, and I care about the things that Jesus God cares about. And that's you. So in all cases, when I'm bringing forth a word, you know, whether it be reluctant or like, okay, I don't know what to say. I I need this word just as much as you do. You know, I need this word just as much as you do. I need to remind myself because the enemy is constantly throwing dots at us, y'all. He is. Or you this and you that. And if he's not, this week is coming. (laughs) Maybe it's not your season yet, but he's constantly throwing dots. And us and stuff, and we have to be mindful of his ways, you know, and be in a place where we're rebuking those things and saying that's not true. Or better yet, we ain't got to say it well, let the Holy Spirit speak and say that ain't true. You've been bought with a price. Isn't that something that when the enemy comes against you like that, you don't have to say a word. The Holy Spirit will begin to speak for you. No, that's my son. That's my daughter. You know. I put my name on their forehead. <laughs> he began to do those things. 
So again, I say all I say all look, this is about sharing and passing the word. This is not about that. We're not trying to um, nobody's going to go out and buy a jet. Nothing again buy you. Nothing about anybody going to buy a jet in the ministry and stuff like that. But the purpose is so that we can do our part in reaching the whole world, and that's what they, they do on this broadcast. Every minister, every apostle, every pastor, even the guests that we have on, they have that one vision to preach, to teach, to uh, give knowledge and wisdom to the people of God. That's it. That's what we do. That's what we do. Okay? Father God, we come and thank you for today. Thank you for all this you have done. We thank you even for this message, Lord Jesus. Allow us to know that we are forgiven and walk in that forgiveness. Allow your Holy Spirit to come into our life, God, and change us, Lord Jesus, inside out and outside in. That we, the thing, the very things that we love to do, that we begin to hate, that is not like you. If there be nothing in them, God, to glorify your name, we will begin to put them aside and, and begin to lean on you. We pray for deliverance of the people, God. And for those that don't know, we pray for deliverance, Lord Jesus. We pray for healing. We pray for restoration. We pray for revival to take place, God, in the in the house, in the, from the pulpit to the door, and from the door to the pulpit, God. Even within this country, in the whole world, revival, Lord Jesus. We pray, God, that we will put aside the judgment eye, God, and look more to you, Lord Jesus, that the, the, the lifestyle that you live, that so love that you brought correction but everything you did was out of love Lord Jesus we pray that we will love our neighbors as we love ourselves God we need you today Holy Spirit we realize that we can't do it all by ourselves we are some we can become messed up God we are clear, we are pure and holy in you but sometimes our lifestyle doesn't reflect what, what we should be so we praying for a change to take place that we might speak the same language, which is Jesus Christ, that he died for on the cross for our sins. That we might speak the same thing, that Jesus Christ is, clean, is soon to come back one day. That we might speak the language of you, Lord Jesus, the, the love language of you. Be willing, Lord Jesus, to continue to knock on our door, because it's your, it's your desire for no man to perish. And we thank you for that we might have the vision that you've given us and go forth there. We continue to pray for this broadcast. For this broadcast is a ministry all about you and not about egos and opportunists and, and all that, but all about you getting all the glory, not about getting rich. God, we pray for this broadcast that you will continue to open up doors and windows for those that are on every host, God, uh, all that's evident, even the, uh, the, um, the, the board members, God, even Pat, even myself, Lord Jesus, all of us, God, all of us, God, we need you. God, every broadcaster, we are all nine, all 11, and those that are soon to come, every guest that are coming on in the next, um, next part of the year, we lift them up to you. We pray that you will continue to give us the vision and the purpose, God, and understanding that are needed in this time and what it is that we do. We pray, God, that we will never ever become to a place that we are judgmental, God, but we will become to a, we will get to that place that we are full of love for the people of God, for the men and women, God, that are out here, God, crying out, looking for a way out, they're looking for answers, the young and the old, God. That's what we want to do. We want to be God sent to them, God, that we will show them a more excellent way. 
that we won't throw bricks at them or throw rocks at them and hit them in the head. God, but we will take them and lead them, Lord Jesus, to you, God, to you, Jesus, that, that, that have forgiven them of their sins already. They have purpose and a plan for them like no other. We pray that you would do this today because we can't do it, but you can. So we yield to you, Holy Spirit, this day, on this Friday night, joy. We yield to your way and to your will and say, and we pray, God, to continue, that you will continue to have your great mercy and, and have just mercy and, and more mercy upon us, that a change will take place in our life. We do pray for in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. 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 Again, I want to remind you, everybody, that's Hester Brown and Grace and Minister Vanessa Williams is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work for Reverend Pat Randall. It's Thursday at 12 noon. Amen. Uh, of course, tonight is Friday. Amen. We do this every Friday at 7 p.m. Um, the Bread of Life. Amen. It's with me. It's on Sundays. It's the first and the fourth Sunday. is the Bread of Life at 7 p.m. Challenge to change with Pastor Paul Morgan. Amen. Awesome teacher and minister of God's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Amen. Um, my monthly broadcast of Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bone of Beautiful, Reverend Duvina Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. If I'm not mistaken, they just had one last, um, last Saturday. Amen. With a couple of young brothers, so go back and listen to um, some of the the old tapes. If you go to Blog Talk Radio, Black Lives Question Speak, they'll be listed underneath that. So adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain. Amen. He will be with us uh, this Monday. That's coming up. Amen. He does has a guest. Amen. Let me see. Yeah. Where I? What's that? Yep, especially got Tim, Tim Rimwa. I am, and, and if you listen, I'm sorry, I'm butchering your name. Uh, uh, Miss Wright would be with, with him. Amen. Let me see if I can put up the flyer. Amen. And, uh, amen. I'm trying to read what he, let me just read what he got. Uh, read what he says about, she said, um, it, Okay, he. I'm looking at the fly. Y'all bear with me. Okay, she's the executive director of Permosa International Mission Organization, working to improve the lives of uh, of people in Malawi, Africa. Okay, so she will be with us. Amen. So uh, the thing I like about Mac, man, Brother Mac, I call him Brother Mac, um, that he, the people that he bring on, they be doing some serious. Serious ministries. I mean, not that others don't, but these might be. I mean, Mike is an evangelist, and he does a lot of traveling. In fact, he has a a, a funding thing going on right now, and you can find more about him if you go to his Facebook page, Adoration. Amen. So that's Brother Mike. Okay. On this Sunday, Amen. The marriage take with the body of one Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. Amen. Will be this Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, this is um, good for married couples. And if you're about to get married, you don't want to go back and listen to these, this young this young man and young woman. Amen. And go back and listen to all the they've been doing that. I don't know how many uh, series he got. Amen. But they've been doing this for a while, man. And they are awesome together. They bring humor to it, but they also bring real life. So we're excited about them. Our three real life, real men, and real talk with myself, Elston Green, Cleophis Malone, Tyrone Rose, and Antonio Mitchell. Amen. It's every second Sunday. We just had one last Sunday. 
and we were, our topic was unity. And if you missed that, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. We're going to be probably talking about unity for a while. But that's every every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, Midday Global Prayer, Reverend Gwen Dixon, is every Wednesday. Amen. Uh, there is a toll-free number. Is, um, um, the telephone number is 641-715-3580. That's as cold as 732-499. For a while, she was talking about forgiveness. Um, she started a new topic. She starts a new topic every month. Amen. But we had uh, Reverend Nikki Green that was talking about um, loss uh, on the last week before, okay, last Wednesday. Amen. We're going to try to get her to come on on one of these days and um, talk about that in more detail. It was an awesome ministry. So, yeah, we, there's a lot of ministry going on. We have a couple of things that's on the table that we're trying to bring forth. We can't do it until God says, okay, it's time. So pray for the brother. Continue to keep this ministry in prayer. Reverend Pat, thank you. Love you much. Amen. Um, don't forget to check us on our website. Amen. Uh, I'm going to say this. Look, we are a 501c3 company. We can use your help. If you have a desire to sow a seed or donation to the ministry, you can do so by going to winchristenspeak.com. Click on the Donate Now button, and everything is done um, through PayPal. Um, we do have a cash app available that is dollar sign winchristens. Okay? So either whatever donation the Lord decides is fine. Amen. Um, amen. So we pray that you would just be blessed. Um, over the weekend. God bless you. And we uh, we li- don't forget about listening to us on Sunday. God bless you. This is Reverend Ray signing out. God bless.